I was just 17. I finished high school, and my dad always said, when you get near 18, you're going to either have to go to college or make a living. And I thought, crap, now i got to do it. <laughs> so I was reading the newspaper, and I found an ad, and it said, come join the Tigers. Fun, travel, adventure, be part of our team. And I thought, oh, yes, I want to belong somewhere, and i got to start somewhere. And it said, no experience required. Okay. And it said, we will provide all training. And I thought, yes, all right. So I lived in Reno then, Reno, Nevada, and there was a little hotel downtown called the Pioneer Hotel. So I ran right down there that day and filled out an application. And they took me to the manager, and his name was Jerry. He was middle-aged, tall, gray hair, and he looked it over. And I said, well, can you tell me a little bit about it? And he said, well, what we do is we have professional publications for teaching manuals for corporations, and we will train you to take them and set you up with the appointments. We'll send you to a two-week training school in Denver, Colorado, and then we will make appointments around the country, and you will present these wares, and you'll sell them for us. And I thought, travel? No problem. And he said, and you can make a lot of money. Well, okay. He said, there's just one problem. And I said, what? And he said, you're underage. And I said, so? I was very independent. And he said, no. He said, you know. I said, well, my dad doesn't care. He knows I'm looking for a job. And he said, if you go home and get a letter from your dad <laughs> and bring him back, and you're actually here tomorrow, he said, then you could come. Never thinking I'd show up. So I ran home, and I was excited but nervous. I didn't know if Dad would really approve of it, but he knew how I was, and I told him all about it, and he said, you know, let me just check this out. He said, just wait a little bit, and let me make some phone calls. And Jerry, the guy had given me his card, and I gave it to Dad, and he made some calls, and he came back just a little while later, and he said, you know, I don't find anything wrong about this company. And he said, they don't show up with anything against them from the Better Business Bureau, and I called Jerry, and I went, what? He said, I called him and I talked to him and he has a plan. He seems on the level and he said, this is great. He said, you know what? Here's your letter. And I went, yes, sweet. So next morning I was there and a lot of kids came trickling in. Most of them were older than me. A lot of them were college. They were looking for a you know, summer job or something and, and we were all excited. It was going to be like a huge adventure. So Jerry came out and he was getting us all organized and he said, I have a couple announcements. He said, um, we're going to take a little detour and we have to go to California first because there's another group that affiliated with us and they have more applicants than we thought. So he had a, one of those big tour buses and he said, we're going to have to go pick some of them up. And unfortunately, some of you may not be able to go. I don't know if we really have the space for you all. And there was a young man there that I had noticed, and he stepped up and he said, you know, my name is Mike, and I drove all the way from Northern California, and I really want this job, and I have my car. So if you want, some people can come with me, and maybe that'll help, and Jerry said, perfect. He said, that's great, that'll solve that problem. So then Mike got to go, we all got on the bus, and we headed down. Hayward, California, here we come great place. <laughs> 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 Me 
And the bus pulled up in front of this long, one of those old kind of sketchy motels with a bunch of rows and the sidewalk up the front. And we pulled up in there, and there's Mike with his little lovely Dodge Dart. <laughs> and all the eyes piled out of that. And I was thinking, I don't know. And Jerry said, no, you know what we're going to do? He said, all the boys are going to be on this end of the building. And then there's the office in the middle with the meeting room. <coughs> and then the girls are going to be in this couple of rooms. And at the end will be, there's a double suite. That'll be Jerry and his wife. And they have an office there. And he said, well, we get all organized and get the rest of these applicants. He said, it's going to be great. We're going to get you organized. Go out and have dinner and come back. And we'll get started and we'll have our first big meeting. So I said, okay. So Mike and I and a few of us, there were probably about 40 kids. So we all took off in different directions, had dinner. We couldn't wait. We got back, went into the meeting room. And Jerry's wife is there, and she's passing out papers to all of us. And she's saying, read this and memorize it, and we're going to talk about it. So we are all kind of milling around. And Mike and I are hanging out, and I hadn't noticed that he had these amazing green eyes. So we were hanging out, and there were a few of us together, and Jerry got to the front of the room, and he said, now I want you all to read this, and I want you to focus, and you're going to have to memorize this, and this is what we're going to do. Every morning, I'm going to take you to a neighborhood in little groups of twos, and I'm going to drop a couple of you here and a couple of you there. And what you're going to do is you're going to memorize this speech. And I'm looking at this speech, and it says something like this. It says, hi, my name is fill in the blank. I'm working my way through college, selling magazine subscriptions. Oh, my God. And it would really help me out if you could buy some of these. We have every magazine you could want, and we're having a special. If you pay cash, you'll get two for one. And we guarantee delivery. If you don't get your magazines in 30 days, all your money will be refunded. And as I read this, I'm thinking, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I looked at Michael, and I said, this is not looking very good. This is not what he told us. And he's going, shh. And everybody's reading their thing and they're practicing and they're doing their little thing. And, and I said, I'm not going to do this. And Jerry has continued to talk and he says, you know, it's going to be great. You guys will collect the money and you'll bring it all to me at the end of the day. And I'll give you a stipend and I'll make sure you have a room. And then we'll just spend a couple days in that town, and then we can go to the next town. Because then we don't have to get business licenses. And he had this whole thing planned out. And I, I am feeling so stupid, and like I was conned, and I was sucked into this thing. And I looked at Michael, and I said, I am out of here. There's no way I'm, this is crazy. And he's going, shit. And I said, are you going to come? And he goes, Carol, I need this job. I have to have. I said, okay. I said, good luck. And I decided, because I don't want to call attention to myself, I want to get out of there and be on my way. I know I have bus money in my pocket. I know I've got my little bag. I can get out of there. But I didn't want anybody to notice. So I was going to sidle around the back of the room and just say, oh, just going out. 
to the bathroom if somebody asked me, and I just said, no problem. They were busy. Everybody was having a good time, and they were busy. So I start walking around the room, and I was almost to the door, and Jerry pops up in front of me. And his wife is leading these groups, and he said, where are you going? And I said, and I couldn't lie. I was stuck. I didn't really know what to do. And I just said, you know what? You didn't tell us that this was this. You said something entirely different. I don't care what you guys do, but I'm going home. And he looked right at me and he said, no, you're not. And he motioned to one of his assistants named Alex. And Alex came over and he was a piece of work. Jerry looked like the normal guy, but Alex was scary. Brown hair, greasy, I mean, real rough. And he said, go with Alex outside and we'll talk. And I thought, all right. So, and I, I followed him out there. And as I turned to go, I looked over at Mike, and Mike's starting to stand up, and he's looking kind of worried. But he's just not sure what to do. So Alex is edging me. And when you're 17, you don't really know what to do. But I figured, I just, I'll get out of this room. So we started walking out, and Alex is just not somebody to mess with. You could tell his whole body language. And he starts walking me toward Jerry and his wife's office little double room suite at the end. And as we go just around the corner, I can see Michael getting up. And I can see a couple of Jerry and a couple guys going out to Michael. Now Michael had parked his dart near the front of the door and might that he was arguing with him. And one of the guys started shoving him around. Now Michael was a big guy, but they were getting kind of rough with him. And just at that time, one of them takes Michael and slams him against his car and Alex took me in the room. And I hear Michael start his car, his, he had a hole in the muffler. <laughs> and I hear his car just peel out. And I don't know if they've taken his car away, if they're beating him up, I don't know what's happening to him, but there goes my exit. And Alex takes me and he puts me, he takes me to the back room and he shoves me through the door and he says, sit down and shut up. And he goes out and he locks the door and he's gone. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. What am I going to tell my dad? What am I going to do? What and what and how did I get into this predicament? How stupid was I? And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, I'm going to get out of here. And I'm looking, and it was one of those really nice motels with that old brown paneling and the old bathroom with this teeny little window because I'm checking it out. I know I'll get out of there. One of the, somehow i got to get out of there. But the window was that old really ugly double pane and it had been locked and painted shut. I thought, well, I'm going to have to do some work, but I will get out of here. So I'm sitting there trying to figure it out. And all of a sudden, I hear the door opening and Jerry comes in and he has a beer. And I'm looking at this guy, and I'm so upset and worried and scared, but I'm also pissed off. And he brings the beer, and he is not the Jerry that I knew a little while ago. He is angry. And he takes the beer, and he sets it down next to me, and he says, drink it. And he turns around, and he walks out. I think, it's probably drugged. You know, who are these wackos? Are they drug dealers? Are they white slavers? Who are they? 
So I'm thinking, he's stupid if I. He thinks I'm going to drink the spirit. I'm going to wait till they all go to sleep, and I will scratch my way out of here. I will get out of here somehow. It seemed like forever I waited to hear something, to, to think something, how I could get out. In a little while, I started hearing, I heard somebody come in the outer room, and I heard two male voices sort of arguing, and I couldn't hear them well. So I tiptoed over to the door, and I put my ear to the door, and then I hear loud knocking at the outside of the outer door, and I'm thinking, is that another one of his friends, or what's going on? I don't know what they're doing. And I was scared. <coughs> I was just so scared. And he, suddenly I hear a voice say, is there a young girl in here? And I hear Jerry say, no, there's nobody here. And the voice got a little louder and they said, is there someone named Carol Taylor in here? And Jerry goes, no. And I go, yes, I am. And they're banging on the door. And I go, let me out. And the door swings open. And it's a really nice, friendly policeman. <laughs> Are you Carol Taylor? And I said, yes. And I'm like pushing past him, trying to get out of there. And I, I, I'm going to make it. And I see another cop standing with Jerry. And he's got my dad's letter saying she wanted to be here. And they, so the cops argue with him. The, cop, the first cop takes me outside. And he goes, all right, what's going on? And you can see some of the other kids were outside running around now. And there was about three or four cop cars in the parking lot. I told the cop that he had lied, that he lied to my dad, that he lied to me, that it wasn't anything about what he said. And he said, I, I got it. We've, we've had groups that come, like, come through like this before, and they're bad news. But he said, I have, you're still underage, and I'm not gonna just let you wander around. I'm gonna take you to the cop station. What do you wanna do? And I said, I, I wanna go home. I just wanna go home. I'm going to have to start all over. And he says, all right, fine. So he gets in the cop car. He takes me up there. I was never so grateful to have a cop car around me. <laughs> Not that that's happened before. <laughs> but we get to the station, and there's those old cement steps going up to the, the station house. And here's a little Dodge Dart sitting out there. <laughs> and there's Michael with that black hair. <laughs> sitting on the steps looking so forlorn with his head in his hands and just looking and he looks up as we pull up and we get out, the policeman and I, and, and he goes, and, I, and the cop goes, do you know him? Mm -hmm. And I went, well, yeah, he's kind of a friend and he was with me in the room. And he said, he's the one that came and got us. Mm -hmm. So we go in the cop station and Mike's trailing behind and he calls my dad, how embarrassing. Like, it's not my fault, but I felt so stupid and ignorant. And my dad says, well, is she okay? And he said, she's very lucky, but she's okay. And my dad says, knowing me, he goes, well, what does she want to do? And I said, the cop asked me, and I said, I just want to go home. And Michael turns around and he goes, I can take her home. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that I just didn't want any more trouble, but I had bus money I could get home. I looked at the cop, and I looked at Michael, and I said, I think I'll take the dart. <laughs> <laughs>